Hubhopper Originals Hello and welcome to It's Cricket Show. My name is Hamid and I am here with the very latest episode of this podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about two exciting matches that happened on Saturday. Truly a Saturday evening to be saved upon. India vs. Afghanistan and West Indies vs. New Zealand. Almost all of my nails were bitten off in this nail-biting contest. There is something about this India vs. Afghanistan encounter that always, like most of the times, in ODI especially, the 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 match goes to the wire you know last time when these two sides met in asia cup that time the match was a tie and it was amazing how the match went to the wire and yesterday too afghanistan almost had it like literally almost so uh, just to give uh, just to set the stage and give you a brief overview about the match india won the toss and chose to bat first in which they scored just 224 runs in the 50 overs. Yes, they batted out all the 50 overs and scored 224 runs thanks to a two-bounce bounce variation of the pitch, two-paced pitch. When Afghanistan came into bat, they managed um, 213 runs uh, and lost all their wickets. Just one ball uh, they did not play, basically, 49.5 overs. So what happened and what did not, let's get dive into it india for india while for bats batting thing uh, while while batting it is uh, kedar jadav and virat kohli's uh, individual half centuries that helped india to propel to that target virat kohli was looking very fluent while kedar jadav and mahendra singh dhoni they both had to build up lokesh rahul was looking good for his 30 but then played a very uh, unwanted unneeded shot at that at that stage and got out he basically tried to reverse a sweep and got out uh, on short fine leg it was a good innings from him whatever uh, the way he played looked he looked a bit confident although he took fifth good 53 balls to score his 30 the big wicket uh, came in the first over itself when mujibur rahman Excuse me, 5th over itself uh, when Mujibur Rahman took out Rohit Sharma when he was at just one run. He took 10 balls to get to that one run <laughs> and it was really a slow pitch which India encountered. India, uh, Virat Kohli had, uh, Virat Kohli basically told that, you know, this, uh, we decided to bat first. Looking at the pitch, it was lush green, plush green and it looked like a belter but then when they started playing they immediately realized that it was not a 300 350 pitch but 250 looked to be good on this pitch huh. so what did not work was the players did not, were not getting adapted to these conditions uh, especially the lower uh, middle order um, like hardik pandya who was but uh, you know you cannot blame him entirely because he came at a point wherein you needed to score runs and he was trying to go after each and every delivery he was just not make just not making the contact on the bowling front all the afghani bowlers really utilized the condition very well especially given the fact that these conditions suited their bowling unit which comprised of a quartet of the spinners which includes mujibur rahman uh, Muhammad nabi rashid khan 
and uh, also you know uh, rahmat shah so rahmat shah was bowling his leg spin over there he was a part time but still he bowled really well uh, giving away just 22 runs and taking one wicket everyone chipped in with a wicket with mujibur rahman taking the big scalp of rohit sharma after balam taking one wicket gulbuddin naib taking two wickets mohammad nabi taking two wickets rashid khan finally managed to take a wicket in these two matches now that dry spell which he was facing uh, that finally came to an end with the wicket of mr ms dhoni now let's talk about afghanistan batting so while afghanistan were batting hazratullah zazai looked all over the place their two openers were of course hazratullah zazai and gulbuddin naib he looked all over the place his uh, appar- weakness was very apparent uh, to hit in the offside he was he is a very 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 dominant leg side player while he just cannot manage to hit a ball on the offside and that was uh, f- that was very well utilized by mohammad shami what worked for afghanistan india batting was uh, the experience of mohammad nabi and gulbuddin naib who took them very deep and of course rahmat shah who managed to keep them alive in the match uh, throughout the match what did not work for them was uh, the inexperience of the side especially uh, hazratullah zazai then hashmatullah shahidi and uh, and uh, even their wicketkeeper ikram ali khil who was just not able to uh, hit for singles to give the uh, give strike to mohammad nabi uh, and surprisingly asgar afghan's bad form the rut in which he is in continues but what worked for them uh, was as i mentioned mohammad nabi who really took the match down to the wire he was the sole uh, person standing between india's win and afghanistan's loss he scored a brilliant 52 with very calm head and took the match to the last over when uh, we talk about um, uh, india's bowling unit it was brilliant performance performance by man of the match jaspreet bumrah you know uh, let me uh, set a bit of a stage for you i know i'm using this uh, phrase for the second time but yeah so uh, the thing was that in the last final four overs four to five overs they needed oh, just over seven runs per over so it was jaspreet bumrah and mohammad shami who was entrusted with the responsibility to defend that total in the final five overs and they mind you did not disappoint jaspreet bumrah just gave away three runs in the penultimate over his last over of the spell which set the stage for mohammad shami to come into the last over and uh, he had around 15 runs to uh, defend at uh, last over he bowled brilliantly mohammad shami uh, also and he took a hat trick Uh, of the mohammad nabi of his third delivery uh, who was caught on uh, caught by hardik pandya in the um, long on position while uh, he took uh, mujibur rahman and after balam bowled taking a taking a hat trick and after 32 years you know uh, it is a uh, an indian taking a hat trick in the world cup last indian was chetan sharma in 1987 world cup and after 32 years it was mohammad shami it it is a great feat achieved by them and this made india win this match and test their bowling strength to the core here in this match india's uh, india's core strength was tested they were tested uh, with respect to their emotional capability of handling such low score uh, defense uh, defending capability of theirs and of course uh, dhoni's mind games also worked a, a bit too It was good to see India on the winning side while Virat Kohli giving the presentation he also mentioned that this match is right on the top in terms of the competitiveness and in terms of the thrill which it gave 
and <laughs> and it was good to see uh, as an indian fan winning india winning this match we saw another thrilling encounter between west indies versus new zealand where in west indies uh, uh, west indies basically put uh, in new zealand under a great lot of pressure uh, in the first uh, new zealand were batting first and in the first over itself their two openers went out for golden duck mind you golden duck in the first over itself <sighs> martin guptill was out for zero as well as colin munro it was kane williamson and ross taylor who put up a brilliant partnership for the third wicket of 160 uh, runs 160 runs in which ross taylor chipped in with 69 runs but came williamson kane williamson excuse me went on to score 148 runs this was his second consecutive century uh, which comprised of 14 boundaries and one long six Uh, other players also chipped in but kane williamson is the batsman who who really worked for them and they he if it wasn't if it wasn't for him yeah, it looked like new zealand were not getting anywhere great bowling performance by sheldon cotrell of west indies in which he managed to uh, clinch four uh, four huge wickets uh, especially of those uh, two openers which set the new zealand on the back foot apart from sheldon cotrell uh, no other uh, like some other bowlers really looked out of touch especially ashley nurse and it really did not make sense why he is still in the side chris gail took one wicket the famous chris gail and with this wicket chris gail becomes the top wicket west indian wicket taker against new zealand in world cups now uh, talking about west indies batting chris gail Uh, took um, scored 87 runs while shay hope a rare failure for him even nicholas puran failed by they both scored one run each shimron hatmeyer scored a quick fire 54 runs but then once shimron hatmeyer and chris gale were out in the 24th over the score was 152 they needed still good 140 odd runs but uh, with the, the number of and especially andre russell was not playing in this match and carlos brathwaite was brought back into the match Brathwaite till now did not fire anything into this tournament but this match he had some different plans. He came out and just started hitting the ball really really hard. He ended up scoring 101 runs but unfortunately the West Indies uh, batting you know what what really works for them always is their six hitting ability but what did does not work for them in most of the cases is their inability to score those odd singles and doubles in between. because they are so over reliant on their hitting ability that they just tend to sometimes ignore the capability of theirs to score the singles in between which unfortunately led them to lose this match very very closely just by 5 runs you know there was still a over remaining but they've lost and because but they ran out of wickets their score ultimately was in 49 overs 286 for the loss of all wickets Carlos Brathwaite in his 101 runs he scored uh, he took five sixes and nine boundaries he was taking bowlers to the boundaries brilliant bowling by the two usual suspects of new zealand which was trent bolt and loki ferguson trent bolt uh, took four wickets while loki ferguson took uh, three wickets it was uh, some extraordinary performance from both the sides and uh, <laughs> west indies lost out on a match where it where they seemed like they will be and uh, they will be the winners in the end it was an ex- exciting weekend for the world cup um so uh, the table looks like this new zealand are sitting after playing six matches right on top with 11 points 
Australia are on second position. New Zealand, mind you, are still undefeated. Australia, with six matches uh, played, they have uh, ten points. India are on third position with five matches played and nine points. England fourth with eight points in six matches, uh, thanks to their uh, recent defeat against Sri Lanka. Fifth position, Sri Lanka with six points in six matches. Bangladesh on six, uh, seventh position. West Indies, sorry, sixth position. West Bangladesh is on uh, sixth position. West Indies seventh with just three. Seventh, eighth, and ninth are West Indies, South Africa, and Pakistan, all with three points. And Afghanistan sits right at the bottom with no points still, and they are definitely out of this tournament. Uh, the things are looking interesting, especially for Sri Lanka and Bangladesh, who are who can challenge for that fourth position. Um, but then, yes, yes, they have a bit of a difficult matches, and they have to do. Uh, have to do a lot more than what they have already done but then there is still hope for these two teams and the table seems to be a little bit of open as well so uh, that's uh, that's the review and that's the current table status for uh, uh, this world cup today which is uh, sunday 23rd of june we will see uh, an encounter between pakistan versus south africa the match will be quite interesting and if Pakistan wins this, then they do have an outside chance of still making it to the final four. Hopefully, we get to see a thrilling encounter to complete an already good start, a good started weekend. So, this is all I have listeners. Thank you for listening. Have a great cricketing day.